0: Welcome, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Loe. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. So, um, we're kind of on a special record day here. Um, it, it's not Saturday. It's, it's a couple of days early. But the week has still been filled with a bunch of amazing stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fascinating world.
0: I mean, uh, and I'm not just talking about the hurricane, because the hurricane was pretty fascinating. Yeah, it would have been fascinating
1: if we knew it, like (coughs) Trump asked, but anyway. (laughs) So we are on September 5th, 2019, Okay. and we are uh, kind of in the middle of Revelation 6-6. Do not damage the oil and the wine. (coughs) Right. And as we know, we've tried to damage the, the oil already. So we hijacked UK's, or actually uh, Iran's, through UK and through Gibraltar, we hijacked uh, an Iranian super tanker. Right. But the super tanker got released. Right. So Gibraltar wanted nothing to do with it. Right. And Iran now has three tankers (laughs) they took. So they got the upper hand. They got the upper hand now.
0: Well, and they, they, they because at, because they still have the three tankers that they took. They
1: got a lot of, yeah, they got a lot of leverage now.
0: And, and.
1: I always say, I laugh. It's like you guys are playing with the chess masters. It's just, you know. Yep. But regardless, <clears throat> so we're getting to the point where the wine is about to be spilled. And as we know, wine is the blood. Correct. Uh, the most important blood, of course, is the blood of the lamb. Yes. <laughs> But regardless, there's wine to be spilled. Um, (coughs) Pompeo and Bolton have unofficially set up a red line for the White House (coughs) for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's kind of, that's no choice, the mice are playing. So so the red line right now is if one U.S. troop dies by the hands of an Iranian or an Iranian proxy, we are going to respond with military action i.e., go to war. Right. So the issue <clears throat> is that it doesn't
0: take a whole lot to spill an American so, life. So, but let me ask a, a quick, quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, That is, those edicts were passed by Bolton and Pompeo, not Trump. It was, yeah, it was Pompeo. So, so. so Trump, even though these are his representatives, could try to lie his way out of it.
1: Yeah, what he could do if he wanted to is he could fire um, Pompeo if it gets to that point and say, "I didn't say that." And it Bolton was, too. Yeah. So, well, <clears throat> Bolton is kind of on the outs right now. So Bolton, um, let's put it this way: Bolton um, didn't get invited to the Afghan meeting. True. So, he's not going to be around too much longer, I believe. We hope. Well, that's actually a scary thing. So, the scary thing is that if he knows he's on the way out, he's going to do everything in his power to get us into war. Now the issue lately is that uh, uh, the Israelites have been bombing the Iranian strongholds in Iraq. Uh, with drones, so they've been doing it many, many, many times. the The fourth one just came uh, about a week ago. Okay, and yeah, Iranians are perishing because of it. So <clears throat> the first issue is, uh, I think most people can concur that the Iranian or the Israelites really would not be allowed to attack in Iraq unless they were given clearance from us. Okay. okay. We control all the satellites, we control the airways. We control the airspace. So if there were a drone that we were, knew, did not know was authorized, we would shoot it out of the sky. So, so Israel had to get authorization from the United States in order to do so. Okay. Now Trump and the military have adamantly denied that that is what has happened. They said, we did not give authorization. In fact, our intelligence says it was the Israelites that did it. The issue is that I believe them. I believe the military, neither the military nor Trump gave the authorization.
0: Think it was Pompeo and Bolton under the table? The problem
1: is there's the CIA, so paramilitary.
0: So it's
1: certainly suspicious that perhaps the B-team gave authorization. And we know they have great intelligence. We know they have satellites that can identify Iranian strongholds.
0: Yeah. So. And we know we know that they can also, at will, operate <coughs> autonomously of the White House. Exactly. So it is extremely suspicious that
1: the military denies it. <coughs> yet we know that it could not have happened without our clearance. Okay. So, <clears throat> in response, the IRGC and the, uh, not the IRGC, but the Iranian uh, PMUs, uh, the Popular okay. Mobilization Forces within Iraq, so Iranians fighting for Iraq, have ordered a fatwa. Right. So they've an order, a fatwa has been ordered. that America is responsible for these attacks, so until the Americans leave, kill the Americans. So you've got a very large number of American troops and independent um, contractors that are working in Iraq right now and then you've got number uh, countless Iranian PMUs and their members
0: fighting in Iraq, and it's just a matter of time. Before, before an American takes a bullet, Yeah. and the wine is then spilled.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so the scary thing is that, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting scary. So the, uh, usually when they promise something, Uh, The Iranians, uh, usually you'll see it happen within a few days. So my suspicion is in the next few days, we'll get some news about an American being shot. Uh, And then it's going to be the chess piece is going to be moved into Trump's hand. So he's going to have to decide whether he wishes to honor, not his, but Pompeo's red line. So he has two choices. He can authorize it and say, okay, let's attack. Or he can fire Pompey and say, it was not my
0: order. Either way, though, he's got a problem. Either way, he has and, a problem. And, Big and, problem. And the problem is that the wheels have been set in motion. Mm-hmm. And I was once told that you could you could be run over and killed by a diesel engine moving at a half mile an hour. Yep. So <clears throat> the, the analogy is, is that this may move very slowly but will still be dangerous mm-hmm. as it moves. Yep. So pieces are being moved
1: right now, and
0: some of them are not being moved by Trump.
1: Um, some of them are not being moved by the Ayatollah. So, uh, so it's very, it's a very, very complex situation, right? Yes, now. <clears throat> and and you know, we've got multiple players, multiple nations. As you got Iraq and Israel involved
0: as well, they all have one common denominator: mm-hmm. the mouth of Donald Trump. No, they don't. They're all working separately. That's the
1: problem. The problem is, you know, Trump has one idea. The B team has another idea. Israel has another idea. Iran has another idea. Even though in Iran, you've got the Ayatollah ship and you've got the IRGC that have different ideas. Wow. And you've got PMUs that have different ideas. Wow. And then you've got Iraq. It's in the
0: middle, and they've got their own ideas. So. I think the point I was trying to make about uh, the mouth of Donald Trump is that all of these things were set into play by things Donald Trump said <clears throat> or did. Yeah, I mean, ultimately,
1: it is his authorization. Although, so
0: he is—he in one way or another mm-hmm. will be responsible or held responsible sure. for he what's is happening.
1: The, he is the main player on the chess table, just as the ayatol is the other player. Uh, <clears throat> the problem is that they've got uh, nefarious assistants sitting behind them who are moving pieces when they're not looking. Yeah, so that's the issue. So, you know, I told a ship, they don't want a war, but they've got a lot of units, so it kind of, they can nip them, you know, they, they love to do proxy stuff, but the proxy stuff can nip them in the bud. Oh, yeah. Um, just like Trump's got Bolton and Pompeo running things, that's going to nip them in the bud. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> that's going to be ugly. So, there are issues here. <clears throat> so, anyway, we're, regardless, we're talking about the blood. And um, there's a history to blood. So, um, as we know, mm-hmm. there was blood that was shed a long, long time ago. Yes. Um, we know whose blood we are bathing in. And that's the blood of Christ, Christ, the King, the King, and Christ the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but interestingly, blood has been shed for a very, very long time. And I'm not, I'm not talking necessarily negatively. I'm talking about blood that was meant for an offering to God. Okay. Okay, so... God asked for things to be done. And he asked that some blood be shed. And he asked very specifically at the beginning that a human's blood should be shed. Okay. So who was the first human... Commanded by God to
0: shed the blood. Commanded by God to shed the blood. I want to say that it was Abraham, mm-hmm, it was, and his son, mm-hmm. and then God changed his mind, but, or or at least changed direction. Of course, right. So, <clears throat>
1: so it was Isaac who was asked to be the first offering. Okay. It says, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. he said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the offering myself. Genesis 22. So the sacrifice of the lamb was meant to be laid waste. In fact, the Hebrew word for lamb is say, derived from the root shah, which means to be laid waste. Okay. Yet, even at the first sacrifice that God requested, God in his mercy spared... Abraham's only son. He knew that really, two things, that he didn't want Abraham to commit murder. But more importantly, he knew that Isaac was not the perfect son. Okay. A perfect lamb had to be sacrificed as a perfect sacrifice who had to be an only begotten son. Mm. So, Abraham, through his faithfulness, would be redeemed, though, for his faithfulness. So, as he was about to sacrifice Isaac, the angel of the Lord called to him and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad, and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, Mm. your only son from me. Genesis 22 and 11. Okay. So... We also are called upon to be lambs of God, okay? Yes, we are. So, the lamb comes from the Hebrew word seh, which means a portion of a flock. Mm. So, as a portion of a flock, we must realize that it is God alone who provides all things. Okay. And as Abraham testified of the lambs he said Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide Hmm. as it is today so the place of sacrifice was called the Lord shall provide for it is in the mount of the Lord it will be provided Genesis 22 so the father has spared time and time over again he spared the lives of his chosen people when when they passed out of Egypt, right? Right. As we know, as he passed out of Egypt, what did he ask them to sacrifice?
0: As he passed out of Egypt, they asked him to sacrifice the lamb. Yeah. And to take the blood from the lamb and to put it on the doorpost and the lintel. Exactly. <clears throat> so it says, your lamb shall be an unblemished male,
1: A year old, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Exodus 12 and 5. Okay. So, the Lamb was asked of the very beginning from the Father of Nations. And then later, the Lamb was asked of from Moses and his people. Yet, both times, the lamb was what? The lamb was
0: a sacrifice.
1: And it was not what? It was not eat? No, it was not. They did eat it. It was not. It was not a perfect sacrifice, but yeah. it was a sacrifice. It was not a human. So both times, it was not a human sacrifice. Okay. Okay. So, but, as we know, a human sacrifice would have to come. Right.
0: So so we're going to take a break right here. And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk some more about that human sacrifice. Because, uh, just because, that's the way God wanted it. We didn't make the rules. Anyway, I'm your host, Michael Van Lo, And this is The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio and the Christ the King Radio Network. Welcome back, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and we are talking about the perfect sacrifice and why the sacrifice had to be a human and why a human sacrifice was preferred. So as we know, a lamb was sacrificed uh, in exchange for
1: Isaac A lamb was sacrificed in exchange for the people of God during the Exodus. Right. And there was great symbolism in that sacrifice. The first sacrifice, as it says, even though it wasn't technically so, God said, this is your only son when he talked to Isaac. Okay. The second time, a lamb was sacrificed, and he commanded them to spread the blood on the tor- two doorposts and on the lentil of the houses in which they eat it. Right. So that the angel of death would pass over them. So this sign was a foretelling of the great sacrifice of the Lamb that would
0: come. And why is that? Uh, because we, in order for God to do what he wanted to do, we had to know what was going to happen. We had to know that
1: that no, but I'm just saying the symbolism was what? The symbolism. I Wait, I'm lost here. So, <clears throat> so he asked him to spread the blood of the lamb on the oh, two Oh, the
0: symbolism is that the blood is the wine.
1: No. Uh, so he said, spread the lamb's blood on the tor- two doorposts and on the lintel.
0: And that symbolism was for the for pie, the narrow gate. Yeah. So it was the sign of the gate, the narrow gate, right? Right. So.
1: As we know, Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one returns to the Father except through me, John 14 and 6.
0: Okay, Okay. so that was the symbolism of the first sacrifice of the blood. Correct. Okay. Okay. Okay, so
1: did God truly want the sacrifice of lambs? No. He never did. What he really
0: wanted was what? Sacrifice of man. Yeah, actually not just a, he, a and, sacrifice. And he actually wanted us to go ahead and surrender and do it the right way the first time. Exactly. He wanted us to follow his commands. He said this. What are, you, what are your
1: multiplied sacrifices to me? Says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. And I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls, lambs, or goats. Isaiah 1 and 11. So what he commanded it was a different sacrifice. He said, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from my sight, re- cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Isaiah 1 and 17. Wow. Yet his people greatly sinned and transgressed his commands. In exchange, they, accept, they would sacrifice the lambs for the multitude of her sins. Wow. But from their transgressions and their sins, God got fed up. And he would finally remove his blessing from the people. For they had gone astray. Yet, he is infinitely good, loving, and kind, and merciful. Because he promised us that he would send us the perfect lamb. And as it says... Through the prophets. Yes. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. So no man is perfect. Right. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Mm. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that is signed before its shears. So he did not open his mouth. Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death, and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many, and interceded for the transgressors. Isaiah 53. So when his people passed over from Egypt, God asked for the sacrifice of an unblemished lamb. Okay? Yet we know there's only one unblemished lamb. Right. And who is that? Christ. Christ. So Christ would be the Lamb of God. Yes. As Peter said, He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. First Peter 1 and 17. So we ask, what is the Lamb? <coughs> the, the Lamb was Christ. <laughs> So, he asked, what is a lamb? A lamb is a sheep that is yoked by a shepherd. That's the Oxford Dictionary okay. term. You know, the shepherd would come as a lamb for a sheep, okay? Okay. So, he says, it's not enough that I'm the shepherd, but I come as the perfect lamb. So, it is the shepherd who guided his people out of famine and into the shelter of Egypt. So this, O give ear, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph off like a flock, you who are enthroned above the cherubim, shine forth. Psalms 80. Okay. So the shepherd, as we know, is the one who tends to the flock. Correct. <clears throat> so the Hebrew word for shepherd is ra'ah, which means the one who tends the flock. Okay? Okay. And when his flock returned from Egypt to the promised land, he would shepherd the kings who ruled over his kingdom. It says this, The words of wise men are like goads, and the masters of these collections are like wool-driven nails.
0: Okay. They are given
1: by one shepherd. Ecclesiastes 12. Yet it was the shepherd who himself who would lay down his life for the sheep. So we know that the son is a shepherd, and he laid down his life so that his sheep may enter eternal life
0: life. Wow! So come, everything comes full circle, and that is why the the doorposts were and the lintel were important. That's correct. Back to the Father we go. Exactly. So, so we're going to take another break, and when we're going when we come back, we're going to talk about the light and the Father, because that's the next step. In where we're going from here I'm your host Michael van Lo this is the prophecy show on the Christ on Christ the King radio and the Christ the King radio Network Welcome back, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lo. I'm here with Dr. Andrew. In the last two segments, we talked about the sacrifice and another
1: sacrifice,
0: That's right. the narrow gate. And we um, talked about and, the perfect shepherd, and we talked about the perfect shepherd. And so now we're going to talk about that journey back to the Father, because yep. we've come full circle.
1: So we do know this, that he is the shepherd. Yet, it wasn't enough that he was a shepherd. So, the shepherd had to come as a sheep. He said that. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hen and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of a sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Right. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep." John 10. Okay. And we know that the Lamb would arrive because the Baptist would testify that the Lamb had arrived. When he arrived at the Jordan, the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1 and 29. Right. So the Lamb was called on to be a sacrificial Lamb. The Greek word for Lamb comes from the Greek word amnos which means the sacrificial Lamb. Hmm. So the prophecy would be fulfilled. And as we know, on the 14th day, as at the Passover, the sacrificial lamb would be crucified. Yet on the third day, the lamb would arise again. So we know the shepherd came as a lamb so that he could redeem his sheep. Right. And we know the sacrificial lamb would return from the dead and come back as a shepherd to gather us together. Correct. So he commanded us as sheep to follow him, as he said, the harvest is plentiful but the labors are few therefore beseech the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest go behold i send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves mm. Luke 10 and 2 mm. yet we know the price is very very great yes not only is it to be bale ourselves in the blood of lamb but for some of us we too are called upon to be sacrificial lambs Right. And it says that their, their sacrifice would be great, yet their redemption and their rewards would be great. As it says that the great tribulation, as the followers of Christ are escorted to the kingdom, John asks, who are these? It says, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. Revelation 7 and 14. So they are the bride of the Lamb, and they will wear his robes of white. Okay? Okay. As it says in Revelation, the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Revelation 19 and 7. And they shall receive from the shepherd the crown of glory as it says and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the unfading crown of glory first peter five and four and as the prophet said they shall fear no more right for he will be their shepherds and they will be shepherds and they will tend to the sheep he said i will also raise up shepherds over them they will tend them and they will not be afraid any longer nor be terrified nor will any be missing, Jeremiah 23. Wow. So we're getting to the place where the the shepherd's about to return, okay? Right. And it's going to be tough, but it says this, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Right. And then he will separate his sheep. On the right for his glory and on the left for the slaughter. Matthew 25. Okay. And when they are gathered on that glorious day, his remnant shall bow at the throne of the Lamb. They will sing, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor, and glory, and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 5. So, there will be a sacrifice, and there will be bloodshed,
0: and then there
1: will be wine that comes on a winepress.
0: And that's the wine that Christ will drink, Mm -hmm. and that will determine who's who. So,
1: the issue, of course, is if you aren't redeemed of the tribulation, you won't be redeemed. So the bowls of wrath will be poured out, and when the wine has been separated, then the judgment by fire begins, okay? Man. Yeah. So once all, but, that once all things are paid, I believe all mankind shall be in the kingdom. True. Whether on
0: heaven or on earth. Okay. I agree. But until then. Until then. Until and, then, that's a great time. And, the, to be and the, the beauty of it is, though, it's going to be a new earth. It's going to be restored. Yep. Everything will be restored and perfect.
1: So, the red line's are important
0: because
1: it's the beginning of the sacrifices. So,
0: we're, like I said, we're about to see them damage the line. I know, and it's coming. And... The sad part of it is, is it looks like it's only days away. It's probably just days away. And even though, uh, now, now, so there's a warning that comes with this. I know that there are people who do not want this to happen. And I happen to know some of those people and they jump up and down and they scream, no, make it stop. Well, there's no making it stop. It ain't stopping. That's number one. There's no making it stop. Number two. The judgments are going to be fair because they're going to be perfect. They're going to Mm -hmm. be Christ's judgments, right? Mm -hmm. And number three, the most important part, this is the way prophecy says it will happen. This is the way God planned it, and we can't change his plan. So thank you, Doc. This was awesome. Again, like I said, I always learn something. When, when we do these sessions.
1: Yep, so I just asked our our viewers just to kind of keep a track of what's going on in, yes.
0: Iraq, in Iraq, I believe. Please, please pay attention.
1: Well, and, the the and, red line will
0: be crossed in Iraq. And and the names that you need to, to pay the most attention to are Pompeo and Bolton. Yes, the B-team. Pay attention to those guys. Um, what they're about, to, what they're doing has been... Laid out in prophecy, but now you're going to see it firsthand. So that's right. Stand by. Anyway, until next time, you've been listening to the Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and until next time, love God and each other.